Welcome to another episode of ANC, Anarchist News Corporation, and I'm Matt, and and we're the anchors here at Anarchist News Corporation, and so we have our first headline tonight that we wanted to touch on, a couple of good facts to hopefully enlighten people with. And talk about Inslee Log to Stand again. Yep. Yeah, we we touched on that, I think, a little bit last uh, podcast. Oh, yeah. But uh, tonight, uh, we actually had some kind of more of a psychological approach that I wanted to take mm-hmm. tonight. Uh, and psychological analysis of... Uh, kind of how people relate to uh, political parties uh, here, or at least in America. Um, we got, you know, the divide. You mean like how they feel about this or whatever? Well, I think that, I think what I'm more trying to bring uh, to light about this is how people, like, identify with a political party. And it, I feel like it becomes kind of like an ego trip that they're on. Kind of like almost a sports team. Uh-huh. You know, like how people root for sports teams. And, yeah. you know, in sports teams, you have, just like I feel like with political parties, you have, you know, the really hardcore fans, you know, the very staunch Republicans and Democrats or whatever, you know, just like you would like a sports team, you know. And then you have, like, the other fans who are, like, they're fans of the team, but they're not really somebody who goes to the games or... You know, is you know maybe buying the merchandise, but they'll watch them on TV. They'll still vote for them as or declare them as they're a fan of their team. I guess you know, you know. But there's just different degrees of people, and I feel like that's really what we have with the political parties here in America. We have they're like sports teams. You know, who can be most popular? Yeah, yeah, and you know, there's only really two teams here to be on. Uh, you know, here in America. You mean Republican Democrat? Yeah. But I really think that this allegiance to a team kind of mentality that we have is kind of the... It's kind of the problem with, like, why things are so, like, ridiculous, kind of. You know what I mean? Because people refuse to... I guess defy or renounce their allegiance to their teams. <laughs> makes any sense at all. But it's a psychological thing. It's like a psychological uh, you know, like unconscious thing that people that the ego, the ego really uh, identifies with. Um, I think more than anything. It's like it's a part of the ego. The ego wants to identify with something, with things, and it wants to then go out and proclaim their team. You know, then you have, like, the people going out and they blog and they social media, like, yeah. about their team and stuff and about their agendas and their, their game plans. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right? Like, the games, the game plans that they run, you know, like, yeah. like in football or basketball, you yeah. know, or hockey, you know, uh-huh. like, it's all about plays, you know, and then, like, the plays, the plays are, create the agenda. Really, it's just people are identifying with it, and like how much they identify with it or are a fan 
is what kind of determines like how much they're going to get involved. Yeah. Kinda, I think. You know, like you see these Trump supporters, like the Million Man March or whatever it was, like they they did in Washington D.C. That became like violent. Yeah, uh, with like you know counter protesters and stuff. Yeah, these are like the people, the Trumpers that are really. It did. Yeah, like a little bit. It did. What yeah. happened? There was some altercations and stuff in Washington D.C. Yeah, but uh, oh. yeah, there's a lot of really hardcore, staunch like Trump supporters there, like. Mm. Proud and free and, you know, like, doing their thing. You know, and then there was the lib side, you know, the the Democrat, you know, really intense fan base. They were there and they're like, we are the champions, Biden, you know, like, and like everybody's just like, Trump stole the election, stole it. <laughs> you know, it's just these the two sides. One thing I, I also heard an interesting fact that it talked Trump about. Trump the Yeah, well, but the, that's what the Trumpers are saying, dude. The Trumpers are saying that was stolen. You know, they're at this march, you know, like declaring their team is like their, you know, their like all star player, Donald Trump. You know, it's like he's the he's the one you should have won, you know, and you guys stole it, and everybody's like, bite on, but, you know, they're mm-hmm. like. Like, they think that they're taking over now, like, their regime has begun, you know, like, again, you know? But it's just, it's all, it's all teams, you know? It's like, it's like when you go to, like, a Raiders game or something, it's like, you know, you don't want to be on the opposing, you know, team fan base, you know? You know, it's, that would be bad, you know, people will get, mess you up, you know, like, (laughs) they'll attack you and stuff. It's like, the same kind of thing, like, it, it all, you see the same kind of, uh, you know, psychological processes and uh, behaviors and stuff, like, manifest in this kind of, uh, when people, like, take allegiance to teams and, and, you know, associate. So, to me, like, that's, uh, you know, kind of what I'm seeing here, really, in America right now. And it's this pride, this egotistical uh, connection to your team that I believe is, like, holding people back. It's like, it's holding people back from being unified. The e- people's egos are so big, like, these days that, like, they can't, they can't break up free, you know, from, from their teams, you know, to, like, say, like, I want to live in unity with other people. It's like, we don't live in unity anymore. And why is that? Well, it's the psychological factoring of the ego into our reality, everybody's ego is like it's not it's out of whack. For people that have egos, it's probably whack. Well, I see, don't have an ego. Well, see, the ego. Well, I do, but I don't. Well, huh? ego. Well, see, this is where we're talking about with the psychological understanding of the ego. Like we're getting into the psychological, not into the cultural word ego. The the, the word of ego in our culture is it's not really what the ego psychologically is like if we're looking at it from a psychological standpoint the word ego has a different meaning than what our culture defines ego as people look at ego in our culture as like somebody who's like acts like a jerk or like has a lot of money and look you know is kind of snobby or something like that's a guy who's got an ego you know or so i guess wouldn't you say like that's what how our culture would define ego yes indeed 
But see, like, really, in a psychological sense, which is what we're kind of talking about here with the connection, is we're looking at it from kind of a more Carl Jungian psychological approach of what, like, he defined the ego as. The, to him, the ego was uh, merely consciousness. Yeah. It was just, like, it was, like, consciousness of the mind and, like, what the mind can... Uh, do like how how the mind yeah. can can run our lives just yeah. you know and that's kind of how I feel that's why people like latch on to the team concept because it's like the ego doesn't know anything about God or about the spiritual nature our consciousness our mind doesn't know anything about that and it, it our mind our ego our consciousness only wants to determine life based on a scientific type of understanding of things that's how it runs and that's why we see such extreme you know uh you know religious almost beliefs towards teams and you know celebrities or, or stuff of that nature is because it's tangible to the mind you see what i'm saying it's tangible to consciousness it's tangible to our egos our literal egos like our minds like see see that you know yeah. it's real it's a tangible thing Political parties, Donald Trump, Joe Biden, they're mm -hmm. tangible things to put your ego, your who you are into. You see what I'm saying? No, not really, no. Not really? You don't see that? <laughs> Say it again. Well, I'm just stressing the, what the ego, from a psychological perspective, is. Oh, it's just merely consciousness. Consciousness and what consciousness can ascertain, you know? Yeah. That is a part of consciousness. Yeah. Consciousness, of, you know, is processes all of the data around us, right? Yeah. And so, you know, it puts faith and belief in only things that are tangible to it. All right. That's what, but that is ego. Ego is that. Ego is consciousness. Ego is the process, taking the process in of everything. You know, like... And, and how it can discern things, you know what I mean? And for some reason, the, the ego only discerns what it can, you know, that's valid to it, that it can validate, you know? Does that make sense? Yeah. And that's what a team is. A team is something that is valid, and that's why it appeals to the ego. That's why you see people who have ego, ironically, who have, like, great things, you know, like, nice cars, a mansion, house, you know, and it's, and it's egotistical. Why is it egotistical? Because it's the pursuit of, like, what the mind can, sees as, like, worthy. The mind sees tangible, materialistic things as worthy. That is egotistical. That is of the ego. And that's what sports teams are. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. And it's the same thing with a political party another tangible thing that you can associate your ego with your consciousness with and it's all within your thinking process that determines what you want to define yourself or your ego with see there's this other thing though that's called the non-ego and that's the soul uh -huh. essentially ego is spirit spirit is consciousness mind noose I believe another word they call it Nous. In the Latin, yeah. N-O-U-S. Yes. Uh -huh. 
Nose? <laughs> nose or noose? Nouse. Nouse. Huh? Nouse. It might be nouse. I don't know. So, but yeah, that's another word for it. There's a lot of names for it. Uh, animus is another word for it. A N I M U S. Another word. To, uh, there's all these like almost code words that you can define with ego. Also, it's it's sun. It's light because it's like consciousness is alive. It's like it's a it's a sun, so to speak. It's you know, but there's this other side, and that is the anima. A n i m a. This is the non-ego. This is the, also in alchemy, known as the arcane substance. The stuff that, the substance that we know is real, but we, the mind can't prove it because it can't see it. It can't put faith in it because it's not real. So this is where you see the conflict between soul and spirit. Consciousness and unconsciousness. <laughs> Unconscious content. Where does it come from? What, see, this is what really is like happening to people is like they're, Really, in my opinion, they're being potentially persuaded through the unconscious, their soul, and they're being potentially manipulated in their minds. That's a crazy concept. Very, uh, worldly. <laughs> well, uh, this is psychology. This is really what psychology is based upon. It's based upon these two, these two things. You know, you have ego and non-ego, consciousness and unconsciousness. And you know, right we're, now I'm wishing I was unconscious. <laughs> unconscious. From a plethora of drugs. <laughs> <laughs> In my spare time. <laughs> well, you see, this is, and see, drugs really are, a, well, they're another tangible thing that the ego likes. Because it's like the ego knows when it takes a drug, it can... Get an effect. Yeah, it has a tangible effect to it. And see, what drugs really are, is they mimic a spiritual transformational process between spirit and soul. So people, in some ways, when they do drugs, they are kind of participating in kind of a pseudo-psycho-spiritual thing. Experience. Yeah. And so it's almost like another thing, like when you get, go to, you know, watch your team or something, you could almost have, a team is like a drug, too. Because it, it's like... You get releases of that drug dopamine. Yeah. And that's why you see people like almost having, you know, like, once again, like pseudo-psycho-spiritual, you know, feelings at get ball games and stuff. You know, people like when teams win, they go crazy and like, some people cry when they lose, they cry. It's like, it's, it's a very egotistical uh, experience. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed But see, what we're really trying to do here is we're trying to bring to light this understanding here because this is what's holding people back. They're too based off of ego. They're too driven by the tangible, you might say. You know, and they need to like become more spiritual 
in incorporating more of their unconscious mind, the soul, and balancing it. This is what Carl Jung said. He said that like, people need to balance these two. We're too lopsided, he said. We're too lopsided egotistically or mentally. Like, So it's like we need to break away from this. Because this might be our demise. Like, if we don't, like, take a stand against some of these things that are, like, creating barriers, like, in our ego, it could be detrimental. And that's actually led me to, like, a theory about coronavirus. This is kind of another headline. All right. <laughs> I like it. I'm listening. This is good stuff. So, we're so divided right now, uh, you know, that, like, potentially our the bad karma that we're creating through our divisiveness because we're so, you know, dependent upon these, these vices of ego, you might say, through team worship and all kinds of idol worship and stuff of other things, materialistic things, that it's like, you know, created, it's allowed coronavirus to now, you know, potentially harm us, you know, like break us down, you know, like because we're like, we're not, we're not unified. <sighs> you, know? you mean as a people? Yeah. And so it's like a coronavirus karma almost that's like that we've reaped, you know, of like because we're we refuse to uh denounce these things that are separating us. And we're paying a price for it. And like it's getting worse. It's getting worse now because Donald Trump Donald Trump has been a way for them to uh, it's been a way to like stir the pot more. You know what I mean? Of this like divisiveness. Because he's in, in kind of a jackass in ways and in They exploit those weaknesses in yeah, him. Yeah, they do. To, to create the divide. Yeah. To, and see, really what this is about, it's about the sports team winning. They want to be the winning team. That's why you see them like at the at the rallies. Stuff. They're cheering, you know, like they're cheering. It's like when he came out and like gave his like speech that he had like accept that he was like accepted winning, you know, or whatever. Who? Joe Biden. Oh yeah. When when they like gave him his premature kind of. Oh. He can't really. That's not really in effect until Donald Trump concedes, yeah. obviously. But like when he was doing that, people were cheering, you know, like they were at a sports team, like their team just like came out on the field, you know, yeah. or something, you know what I mean? They, but they want that, see? The ego, their egos want that. They want to see, to be able to cheer for like their team, like, yes, yes! And they don't even know that that's just built in, kind of. It is. Well, it's built in into human nature, yeah. Yeah. Of the mind, like how the mind works and stuff. But it's like, this is, what needs to stop because it's it could potentially be our demise because it's like there comes a point like there's a god like he sees this this divide and he's like this is never going to get better this is only going to get worse i have to like i have to do something to stop these people from like killing each other you know like having a war or something so it's like he, he allows like the powers in their hand control to establish something like coronavirus to like give people a harsh reality check about like this like to think about it like Maybe, like, all of this, like, is happening because, like, we deserve to be, you know, fucking... Des we deserve to have kind of something... I don't know... A reality I, check like this. That, uh, I don't know if our karma is that bad. I don't it's know not like a bad. It's not necessarily bad karma. It's just that we're, we're breeding this division. We're breeding this hate. And it's, like, all 
creating all of this on a mass level, like what it's becoming, like in Washington, D.C., with like what was happening with like people, the protesters, it was like a civil kind of war almost kind of there, you know? But this is, see, it's like, this is bad. This is a bad, it's a bad mojo that we got going on. Like really is like what I see it as. It's like, it's just not good. It's only going to breed more, more bad things for us. It's not going to make our, our system potentially better. You know, yeah. if we continue on this path. That, and that's what I like about anarchism, because anarchism is giving people the chance to be not affiliated with government. And that's the beauty of it. It's like people are coming together and saying, you know what, I don't want to play this game anymore. You know, I don't want to, like, be a part of the problem. Because that's what these people are. They're a part of the problem as long as they're, they allow their egos to control their lives. You know? It's very psychological. But there's a truism in there, I believe, that we can see. What I also think that's really interesting, this is another kind of headline that we wanted to kind of uh, talk about, is it more in Mormonism. Joseph Smith, the founder of Mormonism, uh-huh. like he talks about in the, in the Book of Mormon, that in the end, when Jesus comes back, you know, they believe that Jesus is going to come back to America, and that America at that time is going to be living in a civil war. And, you know, that's kind of like what I feel like we have right now. Yeah, and where we're going. Yeah, but, you know, it's the thing, like, what are people... That's a pretty astonishing prophecy. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, once again, I'm not Mormon, or am I supporting Mormonism? Once again, we're just trying to be objective uh, thinkers here about what people have brought to light. And just challenging it, you know, challenging what people have to say. And it, you know, this is the end. I mean, they got the coronavirus thing going on right now. We have like the technology that uh, has increased to a point where, you know, knowledge has increased through all the tech- technological growth that we have ex- experienced. Men are going to and fro over the breadth of the earth through planes, trains, and automobiles. Like all this stuff is signs of the end. And not to mention the great superpowers that beasts, you know, that rule. I believe our world right now and so there's just a lot of there's a lot of stuff that kind of points is that we're Maybe. potentially in the end right now makes me wonder if I'm going to have a chance to walk before the end yeah I don't know man it's <laughs> or if we're even going to see an end and maybe it's just a uh <laughs> Second coming or something. Well, you know, I just thought it was an interesting thing to bring to light because it, there definitely does seem to be like uh, a divisive, divided uh, aspect to our our society here in America, and you know, I just I just think that it's never been more of a divide, and Donald Trump has kind of flamed the fire. I feel like. And this is bad. This could be a bad thing. For us, I mean, it's like right when this all went down was, you know, right when kind of everything was changing, you know, and with, like, the elections coming up and, you know, it's just, it's all just kind of culminated into this great kind of time, you know. I feel like with all these crazy things factoring into the equation of our existence here, you know, and 
So I don't, I don't really know what to think about all this stuff. It's just it's kind of ironic, you know. I feel all these things that kind of coinciding together, and uh, yeah, some interesting <laughs> thoughts, you know, that people have have mentioned in the past that you know could be relevant today. I don't know, like Joseph Smith or. You know, the Apostle Paul, you know, uh, <coughs> Jesus. <coughs> I don't know, maybe you know, there's probably even something <laughs> Buddha might have said. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Buddha might have said something that could have been relevant to us. I don't know. Uh, might do us some good. <laughs> <laughs> think that uh, we brought some kind of interesting, kind of deep kind of thoughts to light. want to challenge people a little bit more here. I uh, felt like we've kind of done that a little bit tonight, talking about the ego. I think uh, you even maybe learned so, something a little bit. <laughs> so what's your thoughts on the presidency? Is it going to be Donald or Biden? Or Biden, and what? What do you think about that? Who's it gonna be? Gosh, I just really don't even know. I mean, has any has any election lasted this long before there was a defined winner? No. I think they just completely. I think they're completely content with like having it the way it is, where it's like it's kind of up in the air. <laughs> like for the next four years, it's just kind of up in the air. Just yeah. they're still counting. Still counting ballots in Georgia, and like like three years from now, and it's like doing it over and over again. And just it's no never enough. Like it's just a real president. Yeah, uh -huh. it's just it's all they they find it more, uh, you know, appealing to just have the constant. In a way, actually, if you think about it, it's the only way. The only way you can. Get a grip of Americans, uh, a grip of control over them is such numbers. Yeah, well, and then coupled with the coronavirus, yeah. the, the coronavirus karma, potentially, of, you know, the chaos that we've created through our disunity amongst brethren here in America, you know, yeah, it's like it's what the song's saying. Every day we're growing colder. The great divide is growing colder, further and further. Yeah. Good lyrics. Good lyrics in this song. Yeah, he's like, that's what I think it was almost like he's talking about. He's talking about we're growing further and further and colder and colder. Yeah. You know, like as, as a society here in America, you know. Yeah. And so it's like eventually it's going to come a point where it's like we're going to pass the point of no return. You know? And then our karma is going to catch up with us and it's going to potentially like be catastrophic. It's there. People are going to have to be like checked, <laughs> so to speak, you know, a harsh, re a harsh reality check or floated. Yeah. Floated. <laughs> we talked about the floating last, last podcast. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. 
Yeah, so I mean, yeah, it's really, if that's what people want, if, if people would rather let it go to that point, that extreme, before they like humble themselves and say like, this is not good, uh, this is going to have detrimental effects, then it's like, I guess that's what they want, you know? They're content with having that. You know, it's, it's, having the consequence, think about it, the consequence could be so severe, but it's just to humble yourself so easy. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's so easy to just like denounce your ego and for the sake of like be living the greater with, good. Yeah. For the greater good of everybody. But instead people, I think in this day and age, because their egos are so out of lopsided, like Carl Jung says, that they would rather experience the punishment. Yeah. Instead of the blessing of just like humbling themselves. That's I how powerful the ego it. is, dude, psychologically. I, I believe it. I believe it. I wouldn't do that myself. I wouldn't be a fighter. Well, it's just it's a conscious decision for people saying to themselves, uh, you know, do we, do we really, I don't know, do we really want to keep going on in this kind of a course? Or maybe people don't care. Maybe they hope that, like, at some point in time, that uh, it'll just go away or something, or one of the two groups will go away, you know? I don't know. <laughs> I don't really know what to think, dude. It's just, to me, this is just something that I feel is uh, something we need to uh, potentially address, because, you know, maybe maybe people will think, like, you know what? Yeah, it's just, I don't, I don't need to be... Uh, a fan of this team, you know, like this team is bad. It's a bad team, you know. Huh. You're on the wrong side. Yeah, and so that's why we bring up the, you know, anarchism because, you know, I just feel like this is this is where people can come together in unity. It's like, hey, we're not Democrats or Republicans. We're not for any government. We're for the belief that we have independent. Yeah, we can be independent and we can evolve ourselves. We can evolve into a different kind of lifestyle we're fluid in that yeah. you know and self-governing ourselves without all the nonsense the rigmarole you know of these these people you know uh, that's what I think <laughs> you know so you know I'm actually uh, another kind of update uh, we're good another update is uh going to be talking to the uh, Secretary of State's office, and uh, one of the things that we can do is we can present Spokanics, or this concept of, uh, you know, what we're kind of talking about with the autonomous zone, you know, yeah. in the desert. See if, like, uh, pre present that uh, in front of a legislative session in Olympia. Yeah. It's one of the things that we can do, so we want to kind of give people a heads up about that, that we uh, are gonna try to like take that route and see if we can get this going like ASAP. Cause I'm I think almost wondering if we bring this to light in uh, legislature or whatever we do, if we won't have private landowners donate land for this zone. They could. They could. Or the, the government, the state government, just might know exactly uh, 
certain areas that are federal land or you know land that's owned by the government. I don't know if they could allocate that those kind of lands. Could it seems to me that the the state legislature has the ability to do whatever they want, basically. I mean, we're like all. That's why Donald Trump said he's gave the governors the go ahead to do whatever they felt needed to be done to handle the coronavirus. You know, some places didn't do anything. You know, some governors didn't enforce anything. You know, so it's like, I feel like we have that kind of on our side, you know, that, you know, hopefully, you know, we can work within, you know, our our state government legislative branch and and see if uh, we can get it passed through. That would be awesome. But, yeah, we also had the idea if we could get registered to do it, uh, you know, bringing the iPad in, you know, if that's possible, and, like, recording, uh, doing a live, like, podcast in the Capitol building Uh, at Olympia, you know? Uh Uh-huh. Olympia, so I think that'd be really cool. Like, I don't know if anybody's ever done that before, done a podcast while they're, like, presenting a petition to, like, you know, the legislature, so... Uh, I think it'd be cool. We're, we're excited yeah. for it, and uh, seems like call the Secretary of State's office to see if we can get that set up. So when do you cool. do that? Uh, as soon as possible. I just got the uh, phone numbers from City Hall uh, here in town. So uh, yeah, it's like pretty cool. So excited for it. So I think on that note, we might. Uh, Call it good. What do you think? You know, if there's anything else you want to do? No, I'm good.